0: Drew, do you need to pee before we move on? Sure, yeah, I could pee.
1: I mean, listen, we're talking about practice. Not a game, not a game, not a game. We're talking about... Playoffs? You kidding me? Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. Chris Paul was making fun of James' man boobs in practice. I'm here so I won't get fined. I'm here so I won't get fined.
0: I don't even know where you're sitting at. I
1: believe this is getting a bit silly.
0: Hard drink out talents work when hard talent doesn't.
1: That's true, Mike. Welcome to Slam Drunk. I'm Drew Hernandez, your co-host. I'm Michael
0: H. The H stands for... Harry Potter Westner in light of the most important season of sports starting this week that's right fantasy football we would like to welcome you to our extra special fantasy episode that's right this week we are going to go over an entire podcast of sports related fantasies and fantasy related sports scenarios We are only including the best fiction and the best young adult or fantasy or science fiction around as it relates to your real favorite sports teams.
1: Mike, in your personal, but not too personal, little fantasy world as a GM for the Philadelphia 76ers, what moves would you make for the 76ers to improve the team for next season?
0: So I'm glad that you asked me that. In my own fantasy world, I would burned down the house of Josh Harris, the majority owner of the 76ers, who also owns the New Jersey Devils. He has handicapped the organization and really ruined one of the most trade asset rich franchises in pro sports. And this is a fantasy. So obviously, the FBI can't get me because I already said it was a fantasy and I would never do such a thing. But I think getting rid of him would do a lot of good for the organization. Man, if this is a complete fantasy, I'm going to get rid of Tobias Harris and Alf Horford's contracts. I'm going to see what I can do with Jay Rich on the trade market. I'm going to compliment Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons with the, the best shooting support cast that I can in the league and, and focus on perimeter defense from there. And in your fantasy world, Drew where you're the manager of the Los Angeles Chargers. What moves would you make to better the organization?
1: Well, first of all, Mike, I'd like to congratulate you on having the balls to to burn down someone's house that has uh, crossed your organization. Um, I'm I'm going with something a little bit more uh, docile. The Chargers are in a good position right now to make a run at the Super Bowl. They have a rookie quarterback. His uh, contract allows them to add a lot of talent, spend a lot of money in a lot of different ways. They've shown that in the contract extensions of Joey Bosa and Keenan Allen uh, this offseason. But something, I mean, like the major weak spot for the Los Angeles Chargers right now is the offensive line. If I were the general manager of Los Angeles Chargers, I would add a left tackle.
0: I appreciate the way you handled that without burning anyone houses down, so... I think that's important. But,
1: Well, before we get ahead of ourselves, let me add that if I were to burn someone's houses down, only if I could guarantee they were in it, it would be the Chargers owner, Dean Spanos. I really don't like that guy. No one really does. He, he's, you know, he's gotten better lately, I guess. Uh, but, you know, too little, too late. Sorry, you're on fire.
0: So, Drew, are we reaching a rare agreement between us that we would burn down the houses with the owners of both of our favorite franchises?
1: The only reason I would burn everyone in it is to secure the situation that, you know, Dean Spanos' son, Alex Spanos, would not take over ownership of the Chargers. I want a new owner. I don't care who it is. Give me, you know, someone from ACDC. Give me a former player. It really doesn't matter. Give me anyone except someone in the Spanos family. I don't like them. No one else likes them. In the last 10 seconds of this segment, I'd like to uh, not incriminate myself and say, I would never ever actually burn down anyone's house and specifically the Spanos family's house. Thank you.
0: In the negative 10 seconds that I have, I'd like to say Drew is absolutely responsible for any arson committed to the Spanos family's houses.
1: <laughs> Mike, you ready for number four? Drew, I was ready for number four
0: before I was born, but not before I drank beers one, two, and three.
1: I just spilled a little bit of beer on my computer trackpad. I spilled no beer. Oh, I lied. There's definitely beer on my computer.
0: (laughs) This week, we're getting shitty on each other's fantasy teams.
1: Hi, local football expert Drew Hernandez here. This year we are in a six-person fantasy football league with all of our best friends. Well, not all of our best friends, with some of our best friends. And because we're in a six-man league when normally it's like a 12-man league or 10-man league, our teams are absolutely stacked, except probably Mike's. We play each other week two, seven, and 12. August and I are actually facing off in week one, and I'm ready to, to shit on him. And if I win this week, I will shit on him, even if it's just for a minute, and if I lose this week, August, I will let you shit on me. If I
0: could just interrupt you for a second, I just want to let the listeners know. August and I are facing off the week after. If I win, I will let Drew shit on me. If August wins, I will let Drew shit on him.
1: Yeah, we're, we're here to humiliate each other. We're here to haze each other. We're here to make sure the other one feels uh, oh. oh, that was a bad. That was a bad burp. Our friend Trevor, or as we say Trev, said that mock drafts don't help in fantasy football. But Trevor, how does your team look? And how does my team look? Get shit on. Bill, you plugged our drafts into a website that graded them. You know, not to brag, but mine was the highest overall rated, closely followed by August. Mike, I'm not sure where you fell into that ranking there. August and I did better than anyone else, and we did a fucking lot of mock drafts together. Some would say 30. Legends may say 35 even. It was a pretty crazy number of mock drafts that we did.
0: Yeah, I got a B plus in my draft, but considering I did no mock drafts, whatever, and I have not paid attention to professional football since the final snap of Super Bowl 54. I don't know what year it is.
1: Good job not doing research, but still having a positive outcome on your fantasy team. One thing that I cannot congratulate you on though is the naming of your team. You've decided to name your team, Little Baby Men. That's a terrible name. If, if there's any group of people I wanna fight, it's probably Little Baby Men. Are they babies? Are they men? I don't know. I assume that they are men stuck in the size of baby human being bodies. And in that case, even if they're grown men, I will beat the shit out of them along with my fantasy team. The little baby men, I'm coming for you. I'll, I'll kick you in the soft spot of your head.
0: Drew named his team Powder Blue Balls, the definition of disappointment. Powder Blue, obviously coming from his Los Angeles Chargers that have, <clears throat> Drew, close your ears, never won a Super Bowl.
1: Ugh. Carson Wentz is a little baby man. And he has little baby man bones and little baby man ligaments that keep getting torn and broken and sprained and emotionally upset. Carson Wentz is your second quarterback behind Deshaun Watson, who has no help in Houston. Great picks, both of them, but neither of them have the supporting cast that they need to be successful, especially not as much as Drew Brees, who has the highest-rated team in Madden overall who is the quarterback of my team, the the number one uh, ranked team in our fantasy league, according to Bill's website, whatever it was. Your running backs are Saquon Barkley. Saquon, cool name. I also noticed, Mike, that you have Tyreek Hill on your team, and I think that Tyreek Hill is a maximum of 5'11". And while he is very fast, he – well, this is probably going to get cut, but you drafted a domestic abuser. (laughs) And you also have Mike Evans, who – The Christian Nationalist side of the NFL, which is more significant than you may think if you don't follow the NFL, would not like Mike Evans because he's covered in tattoos. T.Y. Hilton, also injured, although fast. Devontae Parker plays for the Dolphins. Don't need to bother him. Stephon Diggs plays in Buffalo. One of their players came out and said, I had like three kids while I was in Buffalo. Why? Because there's nothing else to do there. Mark Andrews, what a boring name. Hunter Henry, love him. He's on the Chargers, but man – I mean, he went to Arkansas. I can't really defend that. And he's been injured a lot. That hurts me. For defense, you have the Ravens. Yes, they have a good defense, but not good enough to stop me, buddy. And you have a kicker named Will Lutz. He plays for the Saints, but he's not good enough to carry the rest of your team.
0: I will say that that was an extremely scathing review. The individual insults hurtled at my players uh, hurt me very much. But with that, Drew, you're a piece of fucking shit and your team smells like the bottom of my boot after I muck stalls in Pennsylvania. Your quarterback, Drew Brees, plays for a team who, according to, I believe it was an SB Nation article, knowingly protected the Catholic church from lawsuits against them for child abusing. Drew Brees basically protected child abusers. Your running back, Christian McCaffrey, I'm a white guy, And I still think that's pathetic, choosing a white running back. Josh Jacobs, I don't know him personally. I don't know him as an NFL player, but anyone who has the initials, JJ, sucks. Austin Eckler, that's a Chargers choice. You wouldn't have chosen that player if you didn't play for the Chargers. Also, his name sucks. Eckler! Tyler Lockett, he sounds like the lead man in a straight-to-DVD rom-com. DJ Moore... His first name is DJ. He should probably be DJing at a bar mitzvah. OBJ, I had him last year. He was a big letdown. Fucking sucked. Calvin Ridley, I believe he played for the Falcons during that choke job. Travis Kelsey, not even the best Kelsey brother. Jared Cook, I have nothing to say about him. The second string tight ends don't deserve my respect. Your defense is the Bills. I actually really respect the Bills. I, I know some people who are Buffalo fans. Good job on that one. Your kicker is Zane Gonzalez. I couldn't name more than two kickers, including my own fantasy kicker, so I'm not going to go there. But overall, powder blue balls, I give you a D minus. The only reason you're not an F is because you have proven your knowledge over the NFL, over me, time and time again. But still, I hate you, and I hope your team dies. Well,
1: I I appreciate your hate and your appreciation of knowledge, of my knowledge, of the NFL. And, you know – Mike, we we don't have to be – we're not playing each other this week. Let's not get too into the hype of us being against each other. Let's join forces here for a bit. You know who has a really fucked up team? Is August the Doggest Dictor. Russell Wilson, a cuck. We've talked about his definite cringy behavior as a quarterback. Dak Prescott is your backup? Really? Uh, First of all, division rival to your favorite team, Eagles. So you've crossed your team. Second of all, Dak Prescott has demanded a contract that is much out of his league, although he should get paid. He shouldn't get paid that much. He's he's not that good.
0: Running back, August, you know me as an Eagles fan. You didn't just choose Dak Prescott. You chose two starting caliber worth Cowboys. I have been to an Eagles game with you. I watched the Eagles win a Super Bowl with you, and you still chose two Cowboys. I can forgive you for Dak Prescott, but Ezekiel Elliott, the best photo of him is one where he's buying a dildo in a sex store. I just, I don't, the PR is just terrible there. I know last year you went Wentz and Ertz back to back. Last year, that's a tongue twister, Wentz and Ertz. But you didn't have to make up for it by going division rivals back to back this year. It just, it doesn't make any sense to my tiny pea brain.
1: Wentz and Ertz. Uh, if you had to define their careers in in the terms of a fantasy football name, perhaps would be best defined as little baby men with all the injuries they've had throughout their career. August, you've also decided to draft Chris Carson. Eh, Nick Chubb plays for the Cleveland Browns. I mean, they, they are the Cleveland Browns. They're going to be playing from a deficit. They're not going to be running the ball that much. Melvin Gordon, you have uh, explicitly betrayed me in your draft, Melvin Gordon. First of all, I advised you against it. Not only is he an ex-Charger, but he now plays for a division rival. So you've, you've said fuck you directly to the Eagles by drafting Dak Prescott and Ezekiel Elliott. and now you've said fuck you to both me and the Chargers in their brand-new, beautiful stadium, SoFi Stadium, by drafting Melvin Gordon. Wide receivers, you have Michael Thomas, uh, Crybaby. Devontae Adams, good in the red zone, not much else, and he's injury-prone. Terry McLaurin plays for the Washington football team, which absolutely should change their mascot to a dinosaur. You continue to support non-Dinosaur teams. Juju Smith-Schuster, you clearly only picked him because of the silliness of his name. He plays in Pittsburgh, one of the worst cities in the U.S., and their colors are black and yellow. Yes, there may have been a song written about them while we were in the fifth and sixth grades, but it's not good enough for you to draft him. Uh, Your tight end is Darren Waller. Again, a Raiders pick. Fuck you for that, both for me and from the Chargers and from SoFi Stadium. Defense, also Steelers. You protect and serve the Pittsburgh City, the Pittsburgh Steelers, and by definition, stealing McBeam. Your kicker is Jake Elliott because you knew no other kickers except of Zane Gonzalez, who I drafted before you because I know you wanted him, and I have become the master to your pat john Good day, sir.
0: I thought Jake Elliott was a good pick. Uh, I have never felt such hell as Drew roasting my fantasy team. The man knows football. The man knows insults. He now needs to pee. There's no rage such as that trilogy of, wow, Luda Ranger has me feeling some kind of way.
1: If you're asking me from a physician standpoint, I often need to pee, but do I need to pee more now than I have before? Luda Ranger, you've done this to me. You've done this for me. Thank you.
0: Well, I say to you, we will get into Voodoo Ranger when Drew is finished emptying his tank. Uh, Let's go
1: over different uh, analogies or sayings for, for emptying the tank. Drain the lizard.
0: Squeezing the colostomy bag.
1: Abusing the fire hydrant.
0: Watering the plants. Peeing. Pissing myself. In bed, in the dead of the night, on Christmas Eve.
1: (laughs) You've got me there. I can't get any more specific than that. (sighs) August, I I do need to be in all in all realisticness and in all reality, uh, and all things not fantasy. (laughs) Perfect.
0: Can do, Poppy. All right. Nice. nice. I'm pissing.
1: Welcome home, everyone, to our Beer of the Week segment. This week, we are drinking the Voodoo Ranger Imperial IPA, which is a 9% alcoholic content beer. We are each three deep, working on our fourth beer right now. Mike, how, how would you describe this beer? If I had to
0: quote from the New Belgium website, I would say that the New Belgium Voodoo Ranger Imperial IPA is a rare blend of choice hops that creates an explosion of fresh cut pine and citrus flavors for a complex, rich, and delicious flavor. If I had to quote from the inner thoughts of Mike Harry Potter Wessner while he's three and a half deep Voodoo Rangers, this shit's fucking good, man. I, you know, we drank Nexus Brewery last week. We loved it. Shout out Nexus, New Belgium, one of my favorites. They do Fat Tire. That is one of my absolute favorite beers. Um, I've tried Voodoo Ranger before, but I've never actually explicitly torn it apart in a, in a segment where we can talk about beer. And I'd I'd like to dissect it a little bit and just say that it it is a goddamn good beer with good branding, a good taste and 9%. You just can't go wrong with that.
1: I agree. You, you can't really go wrong with 9% beer. I will say while I absolutely love Nexus Brewery, I specifically their, their Scotch Ale was, was much better than their Imperial Cream Ale. This Imperial Ale from Voodoo Ranger, the New Belgium, is much easier to trug for me, at least than the Imperial Cream Ale from Nexus. So that gives it a little bit of an advantage from the Cream Ale. As far as IPAs go, as far as ales go, this is a delicious beer. I really enjoy drinking it. The, the description from their website fits their actual product very well.
0: Agreed. Yeah. Those are our first impressions. I will say it, it has been a while since I accidentally drank too much during this podcast.
1: Yeah. I, uh, this, this beer has already taken me to the point of where I would reject the opportunity of driving. We are on to our Fantasy Fantasy Draft. We are figured our fourth beer. Fuck. We We have finished our fourth beer. We are opening number five. And we are discussing our Fantasy Fantasy Football Draft. Mike, August, and I are going to draft our top fantasy characters to build one ultimate fantasy team. We're doing a snake-style draft where we go one through three and then three through one. And we are exclusively drafting fictional characters. And our draft order will look like our fantasy football draft order. So we will go Drew or myself, then Michael, Harry Potter, Wessner, then August, the mensch on the bench, Dictor, in our draft order. So I, I guess I'm introducing myself. I'm going first. With the first overall pick in the 2020 Fantasy Fantasy Football Draft, I am drafting – I guess I didn't figure out who I was drafting first. Fuck, do I go running back? I'm drafting – with the first overall pick from the (laughs) Pokemon universe, I am drafting Machamp. This is a four-armed minimum motherfucker who can carry the ball, stiff-arm you – At the same time, he's going to hit you in the face. He's going to hit you in the mouth. This is a rough-and-tumble football player. Machamp is my number one overall pick for the 2020 Fantasy Fantasy Football Draft. Mike, you are up next with overall pick number two.
0: For my pick in the first round of the Fantasy Fantasy Football Draft, I am going with the 35th King of Gondor, Lord of the Ring Universe's own Aragorn the second son of Thorn. The man is fucking hot, and he does a lot of shit with that sword. So you can't beat that. I don't know what position he'll play. Probably quarterback because he's a good looker.
1: With his number one pick, August is drafting QB, Captain Jack Sparrow. A natural leader, scrappy, consistent, and always has a plan. This guy comes out on top. And because we're doing a snake-style draft – He also has the fourth overall draft pick, where he is taking wide receiver, the carpet from Aladdin. Uh, I don't know what nationality this carpet is, but I know the skill set that he has, and this is a good carpet. If I had to pick a carpet, this is the carpet I would pick. Mike, who do you have fifth overall?
0: I have Aragog, the giant fucking spider from Harry Potter. I'm taking him because he's a defensive tackle from Hogwarts. The man has just too many legs. Also, when I wrote Aragorn for my first pick, I immediately went Aragog because the words sounded the same. So
1: there you go. I can't argue with a giant spider, but I will argue with who I take with my second overall pick, which is the Flash from DC Universe because speed kills, as we've learned from... Cheetahs, and non-domestic abusers that are really Mm -hmm. fast in the NFL universe. The Flash can do it all. He's playing wide receiver for me. The motherfucker is fast. Seventh overall, um, Mm -hmm. I have to pick another running back. This running back comes from Toxic Masculinity Community College. His name is Popeye. It may also be Popeye the Sailor, but he is going to play running back for me. This motherfucker eats canned spinach. His arms get really big, and he is ready to toxic masculinity your ass up and down the field until he is in the end zone. Mike, who's your next pick? In the act
0: of transparency, I'm going to admit I had Popeye going in the sixth round, so I thought you for taking Popeye. Uh, my third pick is the one out of ten dentists that doesn't recommend Colgate. Colgate is definitely the best toothpaste on the market. I know that you're fictional because otherwise nobody would not choose Colgate. That motherfucker is a great wide receiver. That's all I can say because he doesn't exist. You can just pass through the, the goddamn secondary. August with his third pick is going with the running back beast boy from the teen Titans. He's only a teen, but probably the most versatile skill wise in this draft He is able to shapeshift into any animal, which means he can beat any defense that you line up against him. Great pick, August, as an objective observer. Fuck you as a member of this draft. Aug's next pick is Tony the Tiger. He's great. Naturally athletic, great personality to have on the team, a real leader. He's great.
1: August, great selection at tight end. I don't know if anyone has seen Tony the Tiger. If you haven't watched one of his commercials before, subscribe to YouTube TV on a free trial if you have to. But this motherfucker's upper chest is not huge. It is gigantic. If you had to, to describe Tony Tiger's arms and chest, I mean, I, I, I don't know what words to use. The, the guy is titanic if he wasn't wrecked by a glacier. Tigers are fucking big. Okay. That's why they call them big cats. It's from the tiger. The, you know, the lions are cool, but the tiger is bigger. The tiger is better
0: not to be a dick, but I think it's me next. I'm taking the witch from Hansel and Gretel. That bitch fucking don't miss. Okay. She got two kids in her oven doing absolutely nothing to get it. She is versatile. She is smart. I'm telling you right now, if any coach gives her the little plastic playbook that they keep in their fucking fanny pack during the playoffs, she can take any laminated fucking page out of that and make it into her own goddamn oven and cook the defense with it. I'm taking her as my mobile quarterback because you know that she had something under her witch sleeve.
1: You can't really argue with someone who absolutely fucked up a child's story. But next I have someone who is – ultra acrobatic. I can't take a quarterback, and I assume we're in the third round. I'm a little drunk to keep track, but I have to take probably, I mean, maybe not the best actor, but the best performer from the worst Star Wars film that was filmed before 2017. Darth Maul, you have horns coming out of your head. Your face is red and black. Your whole body, I'm pretty sure, is red and black, except you wear like a skirt. Darth Maul absolutely fucks Liam Neeson's shit up. This motherfucking can jump. He can cartwheel. He can jump. He can spin around in really cool ways. He'll get cut in half, and eventually you find out that he, he is alive.
0: Shout-out Ray Park, the actor who played Darth Maul. And also, shout-out to Peter Serafina Wickix, who was Darth Maul's voice actor dubbed over for all three of his lines.
1: In the beginning of the fifth round, um, even though we are in a three-man league in this scenario... I'm going to go quarterback here. This is highly strategic. The quarterback I'm taking in either the fourth or the fifth round, I am taking Sun Tzu. This motherfucker, writ the art of war. If you haven't studied the game of football, you haven't studied war and you need to take a look into it because it's all about like the revolutionary era. This guy's gonna help me as a coach, draw up an offense, draw up a defense, and draw up the mechanics of how my kicker kicks.
0: From the University of Bonn in Germany, I have the concept of communism. Not necessarily a person, but that is where Karl Marx went to school and studied philosophy and came up with the concept of communism not to be too political but we all know that is fictional if you are a good athlete under the concept of communism you're absolutely going to get the best passes delivered to you i'm going to have to choose the concept of communism to be my qb1 for the upcoming season august is taking running back toff aka the blind bandit from team avatar for his fifth pick
1: August 6th pick is a pick that he stole directly from me because uh, I share all of my draft strategies with August because I figured I could trust him. He's our producer. He's our talent manager. He drafted wide receiver Optimus Prime, who is a real leader. Uh, Optimus Optimus Prime is clearly the best robot that probably ever existed outside of the Roomba. And uh, August took him right out from underneath my cute little nose. Uh, He knows Optimus Prime was either my number two or number three tight end. So, you know, he knows it's not going to hurt me that bad, but he knew it was going to hurt me. So, Mike, uh, back to you and whatever pick you have.
0: For my pick in the sixth round of the Fantasy Fantasy Draft, I have to take Donkey from Shrek. And the position that I'm taking him for is a little confusing, but I'm taking him center, okay?
1: My great pick... Although I you know I I vastly disagree with the philosophy of drafting a center in a fantasy football team. Uh, before this player is claimed, uh I will draft tight end uh representing whew, the Fire Nation, Uncle Iroh, maybe the sexiest tight end that you could draft. Uh the guy's got legs, he's got arms, he's got chest. And next up, I have to go defense. I I uh I'm a big defense guy. I love defense. I love all the mechanics of defense. I love all the players on defense. In fantasy football, you get to pick one defense, and all the players are included in that. Um, So there's really only one defense that I can honestly choose from. I'm surprised they haven't been picked yet. But from the critically acclaimed Nickelodeon TV series, SpongeBob SquarePants, I have to pick the anchovies. From SpongeBob SquarePants as my defense as the inaugural seventh round pick.
0: With my seventh pick, I'm taking Casper, the friendly ghost. I didn't know we had to take defenses, but I have confidence in the paranormal to overrun any offense.
1: August seventh round pick is a defense, and he is picking Kevin McAllister from Home Alone. Very interesting pick, but very informed pick. Kevin McAllister, while a single character, defends his home from a Christmas robbery, absolutely holding the house down while his family like abandoned him. August, great pick, especially in the seventh round. Uh,
0: to lead the eighth round, August is going with another running back, Han Solo, for his exceptional smuggling skills. We all saw him during the pest run this year. Absolutely amazing speed. You can't go wrong with this pick. Maybe he might flame out towards the end of his career. I don't know. This is my last pick. I don't know if anyone else has any more picks. I assume we're in the, what, eighth round? With my eighth pick, I am choosing the one and only, the inspiration for not only a generation, but also the protagonist of the movie that defined a generation, Mr. Miyagi. Drew, can you give us your final pick in this year's Fantasy Fantasy Draft?
1: I am a genius fantasy footballer. In the third pick of the eighth round, the only place I'd be comfortable taking this player and or pet, um, I will be <laughs> drafting Airbud, who probably... Originates from a, a breeder, which I don't necessarily agree with, but it's who I have to roll with right now. Airbud, who has displayed his significant and comprehensive skills in the areas of sports. Welcome to Meet a Mascot, Hour fantasy edition mike usually we meet a mascot together this week what we have decided to do is build a mascot based on fictional and fanatical characters Mm -hmm. that you chose to contribute from mike let's build a mascot let's get creative what characteristics does your mascot have that you have built for this pod
0: I think that my mascot has the legs of all 101 Dalmatians put together.
1: The only thing I would add, Mike, is that each of the hands of the 101 Dalmatians have the gloves that are represented by Mickey Mouse. For arms, I think that our mascot should have human legs. Legs are obviously more powerful The only thing that I can contribute to that is that the legs should be veiled by the very loose jumpsuit pants that circus people wear on stilts cover-ups. For the back, I
0: think that our mascot should be wearing a ginormous shrimp shell.
1: This mascot has Optimus Prime's head, which, you know, August stole from me, and however he did not steal from me, Goofy's ears.
0: Facial hair-wise, I'm going to have to encourage you to accept the mustache of the lead adult from Lazy Town, the TV show.
1: The voice that is being described for this mascot is voiced by exclusively Alan Rickman.
0: I originally wrote down Pitbull's voice, but because you already chose that, I'm willing to go Pitbull's mouth. And Pitbull is a singer with extremely uh, thin lips. When you Google Pitbull's voice really quickly, like I did, it comes up with a video where he has extremely thin lips. I have to insist that we use Voodoo Ranger sunglasses. Voodoo Ranger, of course, being the Imperial IPA from New Belgium that we are drinking. His sunglasses are golden aviators with this nice fade uh, shade on the glasses.
1: One thing I have to add is Godzilla's tail has to be included.
0: I will say the fact that we took each other's back to back voice voice tail tail is a huge tail sign to the fact that we are meant to be Podco's hosts together because I wrote down Dolphin Tail's tail the the fake tail of the dolphin from the movie Dolphin Tail. I am fine sacrificing it though, as long as it has Eleven's nosebleed from Stranger Things. As long as the mascot is bleeding from the nose whenever it does anything important, I am completely fine. Preferably, if it has some sort of powers to lift things telepathically, that would be great.
1: I think that the signature crowd interaction move should be the basic crowd hump. I think it's easy to get behind. We have to include that this mascot has a childlike spirit and phenomena of Peter Pan. That is imperative to me. I I can't use any other word. That is of utmost importance to me. So Mike, you can have whatever you want, but the childlike spirit of of Peter Pan is non-negotiable.
0: I completely agree, but only if you're willing to barter the utter uselessness of PETA from the Hunger Games.
1: I would be more than willing to sacrifice him both as a, a human sacrifice as a, and as a cake sacrifice we've all seen the video of him as a cake. I would definitely eat pita especially if he decided to disguise himself as a cake that's his fault uh, My good job at isolating a characteristic that is not as important as the others for this segment oh.
0: Drew, my co-host, and I are going to review Doritos Nacho Cheese.
1: Mike, what an excellent time for a 10-second review. We have 10 seconds to review these Doritos uh, trademarked, copyright, whatever legal terminology we have to use, Doritos Nachos Minor Party-Sized Nacho Cheese Chips. Mike, we have 10 seconds, grab a chip. Put it in
0: your hand. All right. Drew, Drew, I'll be honest. I don't know if the microphones can pick this up over me chewing this fucking deliciousness, but this shit slaps. It has slapped since I first tasted a nacho cheese Dorito. Fuck man, I would, I would give this an 11 out of 10. Drew, if you were hosting a Super Bowl party, how likely would you be to serve this chip? At your party.
1: Mike, this is one of the best chips that has ever been created uh, in my time. And the Nacho Cheese Dorito is 10 out of 10. Easily a chip that will be, will be, when the Chargers go to the Super Bowl with Ricky quarterback Justin Harper, will be a chip that I include in my Super Bowl party.
0: Nacho Cheese. Party size. I like I like your choice there. Economical, if I do say so myself. Reaganomical, if I do say so my conservative self.
1: the nah. I don't really know what I'm saying or what I'm advocating for. I'm drunk and I'm lost, and I'm being advocated for on the behalf of August Doctors Dichter. Please submit any complaints or uh, positive reviews to S L A M D R U N K pod at gmail.com that is slam drunk at gmail.com thank you very much oh, 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 oh,
0: oh, oh, oh. all right on to the mike and beer drew review this is where mike and beer opened their last drew
1: Prepare to open me up. I am your last Drew for this episode. Mike, how is the Voodoo Ranger of Drew's body six Drew's in?
0: Hold on. I have to open my Drew Hernandez.
1: Oh, wait. He's stiff. Oh, Oh, it spilled over my laptop again. Wait, Michael. Uh, I am also opening my six beer for the Mike and beer Drew review. How is the Voodoo Ranger six beers in?
0: I'll be honest, Drew, it's pretty good. It's about what I expected. It is a heavy, it is a very flavorful, high alcohol percentage beer. I'm about as drunk as I thought I would be. Maybe a bit drunker. That might be because I didn't eat breakfast. I had a light lunch and light dinner. How are you feeling? Would you care to rate how drunk the beer got you during this podcast?
1: I, I have to say, I also did not drink very much, or sorry, uh, I also did not eat very much over breakfast or lunch during this podcast. As far as the the Voodoo Ranger on my sixth beer, this definitely rivals the Nexus Imperial Cream Ale as the drunkest beer I've gotten. This is 9%. The Nexus beer was 9.3. I've been able to drink this more quickly and efficiently than I have other beers, um, I have not had this beer before, at least to my knowledge. It seems pretty common, so maybe I had it before. I didn't take note of it. I've had it now. I'm taking note of it. On a scale of 1 to 10, I'll give this a good 8.5 out of 10. I, I like it. It's good and hoppy. It's not overpowering in the taste or the alcohol content. Overall, a, a great beer.
0: I've had Voodoo Ranger before. I'll admit I'm I'm not as big of a fan of Voodoo Ranger as I am fat tire, but as far as IPAs go, it's pretty damn good. It's a bit fruitier than I would like in my perfect beer, but for the 9% punch and the goddamn great illustration of the scold, masked, sunglassed individual, the skeleton with the gold tooth on the branding that it produces, I will take it. If I could rate this beer on a scale of one to 10, it would probably be a 100. If I could uh, compare this beer to a team, I would probably go the Houston Texans. It is not one that I expect to receive, but it is one that will beat me in the end when it lines up with me on the schedule. I respect it, even though it isn't necessarily my favorite. Drew, what team is it for you?
1: I think that if Voodoo were a team, it would maybe be uh, the New England Patriots because I feel that a lot of fans are aware of this team, but can't effectively communicate the problems or proficiencies of this team to me. And I think that Voodoo Ranger Imperial doesn't get the, the credit maybe it deserves, but it, remains a well-known IPA beer that a lot of people can get behind.
0: Totally agreed. You hot son of a bitch. Well, this has been us talking about our fantasy game day experience. I hope you have lived the fucking fantasy with us.
1: Thank you for joining us in our fantasies of football, of mascots, of general managing in today's episode. I'm your host I'm
0: Drew I'm Drew I'm Drew Hernandez
1: I'm your co-host Michael uh, Harry Potter Wesner
0: August Dichter is our horticulturist and our producer
1: Sophie Levinson is our editor
0: Tyler Salami-Eglund is responsible for our
1: episode Art as Always our intro song samples Dreams by DJ Quads Check out Chill Out Records on YouTube and chilloutmedia.com Email us at
0: slamdrunkpod at gmail.com. I swear to God, August, you can move this to the fuck in front of the episode. Email us. We are thirsty with anticipation for your responses. Give us a question. Give us a dare. I don't care. Send us memes. Just email us. We are thirsty for your
1: fucking en- engagement, okay? Hurt us, compliment us, love us unconditionally, no matter what you're feeling towards us, email us at slamdrunkpod at gmail.com, S-L-A-M-D-R-U-N-K-P-O-D, at gmail.com We are here to listen by we I mean August the dog's Dictor. Please do not drink if you are under the age of 21 uh, or unless you live internationally specifically in Mexico or pretty much any part of Europe And if
0: you are a human being or a member of the Chalk Zone franchise of animated television series wear a mask you you really need to I don't know what else to say. Don't sneeze on me. Don't sneeze on Drew. Don't sneeze on August. Don't sneeze on Sophie. Don't sneeze on any of the athletes who've named. Don't sneeze on any of the fictional characters we have named. Just don't. Unless you're a member of Chalk Zone. In which case, your sneeze is just powdered chalk. ASMR. Mike eating nacho cheese Doritos. ASMR. I drank too much
1: foam.
0: ASMR, I threw up after this episode.